This is Bree and Alex, and this is Here Together, presented by Grief's Journey, a nonprofit in Omaha, Nebraska. In this podcast, we're going to have a conversation about grief. Grief is complex, and one form of grief does not exceed another. Here, we're going to hear the unique stories from our community, how they are affected by their grief, and what they do to cope with these lost experiences. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Here Together with Alex and Bree. Hello. Uh, so we are so excited today. Um, we have a very special guest joining us today, and I'm going to have Bree do her introduction. All right. I Yes, we are super excited to have Lakeisha Bonham here with us today. Hi, Lakeisha. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate that. Thank you. Good. So a little bit about Lakeisha. She has been a social worker for OPS for almost 15 years. She is a job coach for Step Up Omaha and cohort assistant with Minnesota Humanities. She is the mother of Danelle, Kendall, and Jordan and a wife to Dwayne of 23 years, winner of the Inclusive Community Service Award and prior Grief's Journey board member. She came to Grief's Journey when we were still Teddy Bear Hollow in 2012 after the death of her 10-year-old daughter, Jordan, who battled with brain cancer. So again, welcome, Lakeisha, and thank you for being here and sharing your thoughts and experiences and your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Let's see if we can do this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like every day, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I think that leads us into, you know, transition into kind of like, you know, what we want to talk about, you, your experience, you know. Um, being a social worker, especially doing that in the school setting as well, you know, how are you, you know, we're in this global pandemic uh, that we've never experienced before, and that kind of kind of came out of nowhere in a way. Um, How are you doing, you know, and your role adjusting to still trying to be, you know, an available resource for the students that you work with, their families, like, how are you adjusting to that new role? Well, I tell you, the first two weeks was very challenging. Uh, I had to get myself together. Um, Those first two weeks was a really struggle, a struggle for me because I have two kids who are in college who had to abruptly move from their dorms. Um, I have a husband who's still considered an essential worker, so so he goes to work every day. So there's a lot of anxiety there. He's been nervous. Uh, We've been trying to figure out protocol. What does that look like when he comes home? Um, so in essence, I have these teenagers who didn't really understand how serious this was, who are often gone because they don't understand to stay at home. So I have been home alone and I don't know if people, people who know me knows that I am a social butterfly. So being home alone has been hard for me. Um, because now being at home, I'm thinking about all of my kiddos, you know, who I deal with day to day. And, um, so the first two weeks I had to really get myself together. I had, I had to get a grip on me and figure out what I needed to do as far as self-care, how to, you know, understand the realization of this, of what we're going through and then figure out what can we do to serve, you know? So I was on pause as many Americans were, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but since then, you know, I've been, I've learned all about zoom and teams and all these different, uh, avenues of, of supporting each other virtually. Um, I've been reaching out to a lot of my heavy hitter kiddos. And so really just kind of calling kiddos, checking on, you know, their psyche, where they're at, um, 
letting them know I we have a website for Blackburn where we uh, invite all of our families to come and check out. And so I, I'm always putting information on there about free internet services, about uh, food bank services. I work collectively with our SRO who still puts sends foods out to a lot of our kiddos. I packed up a lot of uh, food bags before uh, our school officially shut down. And so now I have food on hand to where I can kind of call our SRO or someone and say, hey, I have this family who needs this. Can you go grab one of those bags? Um, and so I've been trying to do things like that. Uh, we meet regularly with, with our team, um, figuring out how to support our kiddos. Right now we're trying to figure out how to put together this virtual graduation. I'm in charge of setting up our graduations and a lot of our kids have worked tirelessly and, and they deserve to have this experience. And so my heart goes out for those who work so hard. Yeah. So we're trying to get creative and put together some things. But um, so really lots of phone calls, lots of emails, just kind of reaching out to our babies and just kind of checking in on them, seeing how they're doing and just asking them, what do you need? How can we support you? Um, and then just putting information out there because really that's my role is to give information. So, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, knowledge it's is power. Different. And my heart goes out to you because it, it really sounds like you are a support to a whole lot of people. And I'm sure it was an adjustment to be like, okay, let me put my oxygen mask on real quick so I can help others and support them at the same time. Because it is just so complex and there's just so much going on. And like you just touched on a whole host of things. And I'm sure all of that, like you said, was just like quick. Happened right. so it was fast. like boom, like everything. And you know, and you have to just make that adjustment and say, okay, how do we do this? But I had to get me together first. So, mm -hmm. which is a daily. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's maintenance, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. It's like constant maintenance for sure. Right. So what are some things, you know, from, you know, there's many different roles that you're playing, you know, being, you know, a spouse, being a mother, being an educator, you know, being that support, you know, so from, you know, from like the student perspective, like where, where do you see some of the grief reactions coming from? Like, what are they saying? Well, you know, how, how, what are some common themes that maybe you're hearing more about from their, from their end? From my kiddos, from students? Yeah, yeah from your students, yeah. Well, I have a lot of kiddos who have dealt with a lot of loss, whether it be uh, a death, an incarceration, uh, a deportation, or what have you. <clears throat> so these were a lot of the kids, kids who I saw regularly uh, at school. And just because this pandemic is happening doesn't mean these kids are not currently dealing with that because now we have kiddos who are, in essence, without that support system because they're at their non-traditional placements or where, wherever. Um, and it's, it's really been a struggle for a lot of kiddos. Um, so in some of the conversations that I've had with some kiddos, you know, they're, 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 they're having to be at home um, in their non-traditional settings um, and not have those constant, you know, networks. And it, it's really been a struggle. They're, they're grieving being away from school. Um, that's been hard for them. You know, the people who they check in with daily, the people who check on them daily, the people who, you know, make sure that they have food. I have some kiddos who I used to send food home with every Friday. You know, they're grieving the loss of that. So, you know, a lot of kids, you know, are struggling, but at the same time, I think, you know, that's the one thing that we've done at the black, at the burn. I call it the burn. Um, <laughs> we've, in, we've, we planted a lot of seeds with our babies. And so a lot of our kids are, they're resilient and they're resourceful. So, you know, it, it, I think the first four weeks was really, really rough for some, but this week when I made some calls, I have kiddos that are like, hey, Miss Bonham, I'm busy, I'm working. 
you know, they're, get, they're getting jobs, you know, they're working at food places now. And so that's what's keeping their minds busy. That's what's mm -hmm. keeping them occupied. So it, it's, it's really helped, you know, it's kind of scary that they're considered these essential workers working at all these places. Uh, but at the same time, we do know as far as self-care, we, we have to have some purpose and we have to find purpose and keep ourselves busy. So I, I'm, I'm excited for them. But um, on the other side, a lot of our kids have a lot of, um, a lot of time on their hands. And we know what that does to kiddos. Um, so we've had, I've had a lot of kiddos who, you know, are, are, are struggling with that, you know, because of their own personal mental illness. I've had a lot of kids who, something on the news, you know, it really freaks me out because I always wonder, is, is that one of our kiddos? Is, mm -hmm. is that one of our babies? And, and then I find out sometimes it is. Uh, so just with all of this free time on people's hands, you know, kids are out there and they're doing, getting caught up in dangerous situations. Um, they don't always have people checking for them. Um, so there, there's just, there's this, there's a lot of loss, you know, just kind of loss mm -hmm. of that consistency, loss of, uh, of those individuals that are in their lives, loss, loss of meals, loss of family and wages. There, there's so much, there's so much going on right now. And, um, you know, I don't even know how to begin to tackle these things, but I just try to be a resource and just let kids know that we are there and learn how to let people know what you need, because that's another thing that people don't really do well. We don't know how to tell people. We know we need something, but we don't know how to tell people what we need. Right. So, um, you know, just trying to support them in whatever way that we can, truly, because we're all just trying to really figure this out together. Yeah. Right. This is the yeah. first time for a yeah. lot of us, yeah. you know, and like you had mentioned, a lot of these kids are already experiencing grief, you know, that was already happened. So this mm -hmm. just becomes a point on this constellation, right? Right. That mm -hmm. just compounds and exacerbates the grief mm -hmm. that they're already experiencing. Right. And you provided such a support for them, like within the school system. And like you said, now that's like taken out from underneath mm -hmm. their feet too. So I just think the work that you're doing is just amazing and the community yeah. is just so lucky to have you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, from, you know, hearing just other folks too, and you're, you touched on this as well, like the, the sense of graduation, you know, like, you know, as a student, you have that aspiration to walk across that stage. You know, you put all this work and you're putting all this energy into it as well. Um, and, not having that opportunity like that's just an example of the loss that we're seeing is like you know imagine like the frustration and feeling upset and defeated from that also it's like it's really hard because you've worked so hard and you know and like you mentioned the students you're working with right. they're working so hard to get to that point and you know now it's like that's gonna shift and it's like wait what 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 does this look like moving forward yeah Oh. And that's like the first major milestone, right? That's like stepping over a threshold like from the most like being a kid right. into an adult, right? right. Like so that imagine ritual. that not happening. Yeah. You know, the way that we know it to, to be. Mm -hmm. And then to go through periods of just feeling like something wasn't completed. Because that mm -hmm. in itself is like a loss. A loss of being able to participate in the privilege of a graduation. Like that is... That is, that is like a monumental, like I can't even really put it into words, you know, what kind of loss, because I have talked to some kiddos and, you know, a couple, a couple of them are just kind of like, well, you know, because things are up in the air, we don't really know what it's going to look like. We know it's not going to happen physically, but, you know, 
I think kids are just kind of like in a cloud right now and they're just like, okay, what does this mean? And they hadn't been able to really grasp the concept of a virtual graduation. I still don't know what that's going to yeah. look like. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it, it kind of bites because at Blackburn, we don't do the traditional graduation. We do that extra special graduation where, you know, we honor our kids individually and we, we have like food for our families and we have mm -hmm. a nice reception afterwards. It's kind of like a scholarship banquet, you know, yeah. and we have entertainment and we bring in people. But today I'm super excited because now I'm getting my wheels spinning. I'm trying to figure out, okay, virtually. We can still do this. I can still have people sing at their space and put it together in the video. I can still have my keynote speaker do her thing and put it in the video. And so yes. today I'm excited because my wheels are spinning. But yeah. that's been having conversations with people and networking and figuring out, okay, how do we how do we jump into this new time? So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Great. Yeah. I just got excited. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We got those ideas flourishing as well. That's wonderful. Yes. yes. Right. Well, I mean, it's just even exciting because it's still like that glimmer of hope, right? Like, okay, we can still provide something. We can still do something for these kids that worked so dang hard. Right. Like we just made a video um, last week and we all held up signs and uh, our librarian, she put it all together and we sent it out to all of our kiddos. And it was just inspirational quotes. You know, we missed you or, you know, we're still thinking about you or you guys got this. And so we mm -hmm. all did that. Everybody on our staff, we put together a really cool video. So, that is so uh, sweet. Those could be so meaningful. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Mm -hmm. And like you said too, it's what you're doing to show up as a support right now because just based on the circumstances, there's only so much that you can do. And that makes it really hard also, but you are, you're doing what you can and it's incredible. So, so thank you for what you are doing. Um, and so, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit, you know, how, you know, like we mentioned in before you know you are also like you are a spouse you are a mother as well you know what are you doing like within your family dynamic to be a support and like how are how has your family adjusted to this pandemic that again as you said your kids like now they were in college they were having that life and suddenly it just changed you know how right. you know how are you all doing right now well, the home, you know, I, I, I like for a minute, we've been on that cloud. Um, like I said, my husband, he, he, he goes to work every day um, and, and we're always nervous about his job. He works for UPS and lots of people are ordering things online, including myself. I just had a package come today. Um, but so, you know, he's, he's like nervous. His first day, you know, when all this started, he went to a, an establishment and a lady sprayed him with Lysol. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he's like, I am equally nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but so he's had anxiety every day. So I've just tried to really figure out, you know, how to best support him. And, you know, so we have a lot of conversation and he always says, don't therapize him. But um, when we're home, you know, I, I just, I try to be available. I try to listen to, you know, to the stories and because I think now more than anything, we need to be available to people, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I need to be that soundboard so you can come home and you can talk about your day and, you know, what gave you pause. And that's, that's, that's all I can be right now outside of preparing an amazing meal and having something hot on the stove and mm -hmm. waiting right. for your children. 
my kids, this is like their last week of school, online school. And online school, they're like, you know what? They used to think that that was an awesome thing because uh, they would always have like maybe one or two classes that was online, the rest was, you know, uh, in, in, in person. But they said it 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 kind of bites. It, mm -hmm. They do not like it. They they miss that that contact and and that, you know, being able to, you know, get that physical support, you know. And so it that's been a struggle. And we had to abruptly just go and pack up their things a couple weeks ago and just get everything out of the dorm. We had to rent a truck and and we were given like a week and a half. Wow. So, wow. Um, but it's been nice having them home. But like I said, um, being in the house is hard for teenagers. And so, you know, they're, they, they are adamant about visiting a couple of their friends and family members. And I always have to go down the list. Okay, who are they with? Where have they been? You know, when you come home, this is what's required. Like I have rules. When you walk in the house, you have to take off your clothes. You have to go wash your hands and shower. And then you come and we greet one another. And um, because it's really scary. Um, but, you know, we, 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 we check in with each other daily and you know we, we we have all of our activities on the table we're, we're doing puzzles and games and i just downloaded house party if you are not familiar with house party house yes. party has been a savior my kids of course said oh my god that's been out for years you guys are so old <laughs> i had no idea and tiktok like i know yeah. I, didn't, I knew it's been out for years but i didn't understand it i get yeah. it now because i have time to in, engage so I do have a TikTok video out there. Um, feel free to follow me on Forever JJ. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I really, house party and my family, we are all on house party. We check in regularly. Um, and that has been a savior. I kid you not. Human interaction is, um, even for the strongest, you know, it is, it is powerful. And, and we, we require it and we need it. I do have a couple cousins who said, well, this social distancing thing, like I've been doing this for years. Now people want to give it a name. <laughs> right. The introverts are like, I'm thriving. Finally, everybody gets it. Right. Like, I've been doing this for years, but they are all checking on me because they know that that is not my world. Right, right. <laughs> so it, it's been an adjustment, but you know what? We're good. We're good. We're all healthy. Um, nobody is unhappy. People, I mean, we are actually, we're, we're, we're good. And, and I feel blessed, you know? Um, but downtime, we know what downtime does. Mm -hmm. Downtime makes you remember things and it takes mm -hmm. flows of, of, thinking about all those things that you've lost and things that you don't have anymore. And this year would have been Jordan's graduation year. Mm. And Jordan would not have tolerated this. Yeah. She would have been like, I don't know who you need to call. Who is the CDC? <laughs> <laughs> she would have been like, you know what? We have to come up with some kind of plan because that's just yeah. what it was. And this, and I actually was having a, a little reception for her this year. Yeah. And, um, so now I'm like, I don't even know how that's going to play out. So yeah. I, I had plans, but mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's kind of sad. You know, it's really mm -hmm. more sad now because it's like, I can't even have what I was going to have, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Right. To it's, honor, to honor Jordan. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh man. It's, I think we're all kind of, you know, struck with this like dichotomy, right. Of feeling these like, very like opposing feelings all at the same time. 
Right. right. And it just like, yes, I'm happy that I'm healthy and I feel blessed and everybody's happy. But man, at the same time, I feel all of these other things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the loss of being able to perform those rituals that really do, you know, give us something that we can fundamentally like turn to, you know, as a way of coping. And then you don't have that. And like you said, it's a huge adjustment. So now you have to figure out how to find those mm-hmm. coping mechanisms and rituals in a whole new way and sometimes just that extra step is like well i don't know if i can expend that energy because i'm already expending all of this other energy so it's a lot of ambiguity and it's a big old constellation of a whole lot of different things going on at the same time your story and things that you've shared with us it just i think that you are giving voice to a whole lot of people feeling a whole lot of the same Uh things I hope so. I don't know. You know, everybody's experiences are different and it's just, it's a lot. You know? mm-hmm. It is a lot. Yeah. And it's just, again, it kind of comes from this place of like not expecting, you know, these things that we thought were going to happen, these things that we're used to, you know, I mean, you think about schools being closed down for this long, like, we would not have thought of that. Of course, we were like, you know, we we got excited about the school days, you know, or like those random right. days where maybe school was closed down. But now it's like, oh, we weren't expecting this, and there's no there's no closure. Yeah, it's like, okay, where's this come from, too? You know, and then those things that you know we were really like really looking forward to that we're not able to do, like that's hard. That's really tough. You know, when you think about having a reception for Jordan, you know, that's something that you're looking forward to, like having it planned out, having like the day, the time, the people that are going to come. And now it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is different now. And that's, it's an adjustment, but it's still, it's still equally hard also. Well, you just made a really big key point there, closure. You know, yeah. a lot of us aren't going to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a friend whose spouse passed away um, from um, COVID-19. Oh, um, wow. He had oh. complications. And I, he, it, it was early on to where when he initially went in, they thought it was due to like his diabetes. Uh, but then they found out later because it was just now starting, you know, that that's actually in essence what it was. Oh, wow. And to not have the closure of being able to be there, to not have the closure of not being able to properly bury your loved ones, to not have the closure of being able to say goodbye to an old friend or to have the closure of being able to, you know, finalize those end of the school year things, especially like for our seniors, like that's all closure, you know, and, and I'm not comparing death to things like that, but for a young child, for a teenager, um, these things are equally important you know it's like to tell a teenager you know like well you know sorry you didn't get to go to your senior prom but you know you've had homecomings and you know that you you, you can't that doesn't compare because you've had that experience yeah, everybody yeah. you can't you know you, you can't take away from those experiences because that in it says in, in essence it's like closure that's closure to the high school year and to not have that you have that gaping gap that is within you that I can't really explain, but I associate it to my own grief because it's like those gaps, those gaps where you go through different phases of your life to where you think back on and it's like, wow, you, you can't even, 
you, you can't even internalize, you know, like what that was really about if you didn't get to complete it, you know, mm-hmm. complete right. it in an ideal way, yeah. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Closure a- is, is a big, is a big thing. I mean, how many people go to therapy so they can get closure, you know? Right. Um, yeah. There's power in ritual. Yeah. You know, Truly. these are all rituals that we do because they are such a, I mean, you're leaving that lim- liminal space right Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's the mark for me to continue on to this new normal right 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 and then you don't have that mark anymore so then you're just stuck Mm -hmm. right right Mm -hmm. yeah oh gosh it is very deep yeah and these things that you know i think from and and i imagine from your side as well being the educator you know there's also that grief for the students that you're working with that they'll get to have these like end of school year these opportunities where you want to celebrate their growth and what they've accomplished and not being able to do it together in a space like together with people around to have you know those things that you were planning on and you know not only is it hard for the students and you're hearing about that but then you yourselves too are like oh well we don't get that closure for this school year also, or this time that we right. spent together too. Right, so, yeah. it's yeah, it's celebrating the work that you put in as well, you know, and the time that you spent. Yeah, Alex is totally, absolutely right. I just ordered new stationery. So my goal <laughs> is I'm trying to send out something to all of my seniors. Um, Cause I feel like, like, that's what I did. I provided yeah. a word. I was always giving a word. And I had kids who would say, oh my goodness, here she comes. She's going to preach. So, <laughs> <laughs> here she comes. <laughs> I love that. I just thought it'd be kind of funny, kind of, if I could preach. I, and I was, I, I was going to come up with something clever on the top saying, here comes Miss Bonham with a preachy word for the day or something. So oh, I got to come up with it. something. But yeah. They would love it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I've borrowed something from, believe it or not, Cardi B, and she said this thing. She's like, spread the word, not the germs, and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. In addition to all her other. <laughs> I know. She's great. She's super great. So something we like to touch on um, towards the end of the episode is they are doing for self-care. So what are some, you already mentioned a lot of great things like mm-hmm. house party, and just giving yourself that time and space to be able to adjust yourself, right? To be able to support right. all of the people in your life. So what are some of the self-care things that you are doing and that your family's doing? You know, you mentioned puzzles and all this fun stuff. Well, we just turned our garage into our stay-at-home gym. Uh, since oh, you can't cool. go to the gym. So we just pulled our treadmill up into the garage. We pulled, because you can open up the garage and you can still be outside and you can still not feel cooped up inside. So we have like our weight bench and, um, and we've kind of made that our, our little space. All of our neighbors have lifted up their garage. So everybody's like in their garages <laughs> and you know, everybody's doing their thing. And it's so cool. You know, you see the kids across the street playing. So we have like our own personal like garage parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that's like our little work workout area. Uh, I've tried to keep a routine. Uh, so I try to make sure I get up, I have my coffee, uh, my Kahlua, uh, <laughs> that's morning blend. And right. then I start the afternoon off with the margarita. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, on the weekends, I won't say. You do what you got to do. So I just try really keep, we try to keep a routine. Uh, we try to check in. Um, Sunday is still family dinner. Um, no matter what's going on, everybody has to be at the table together for family dinner. Um, so we've just tried to keep some routine things. I check in with my family daily. Um, my family outside of here, I have some family who have some, uh, who are compromised with their immune system. So we, you know, we can't visit one another. Uh, people who are really, really close and important to me. Um, I, uh, I keep a regular schedule on my shows. I don't do crazy binge watching. I just keep my regular scheduled programming time. Mm-hmm. Um, really just trying to keep a routine, trying to check in with people, um, making sure that I'm meeting my needs. If I need rest, I make sure I'm getting my rest. Today I am doing um, manis and petties. We're doing manis mm-hmm. and petties at 6.30 in mm-hmm. the living room. I have a personal tub foot bath and I got all the bath scrubs and I ordered on Amazon all the gel nail kits. So we're going to do manis and petties at 6.30 in the living room. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my husband's birthday is this weekend. So I'm just creating a, a nice little, you know, dinner for him. So just making sure we stay on top of, you know, our normal routines when things normally have, we just have to make adjustments with how they look. Um, you know, um, so really just checking in and taking care of myself. And um, this is the week, though, that I'm going to work on my personal self, you know, because I have eaten up all of my quarantine snacks. I have eaten up all my quarantine food. And I spend more money <laughs> at the grocery store than I ever have in life because I have been food bored. Yeah. Boredom is a real thing. It you is. get tired of your, you know, your salads and your chicken. And you can do that during a work week when you're leaving, mm-hmm. go to work. But you're not really thinking about it. But when you're at home all day, Mm-hmm. you yeah. are thinking of all the crafty tasty things that you can prepare mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like what's the craftiest tastiest thing that you've made so far alex and i are both big home cooks so really oh my goodness. yeah so okay. I, I feel you on that yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so last night i did my brussels sprouts and i sprinkled them with bacon and mm. and i had my little stuff on there and i made this chicken and I, put, I pan seared it and then I put it in the oven and I put bacon on it and pepper jack cheese oh. and I melted all of the bacon. Yes. I know, I know. And my, my mouth's watering. Like, no more saucy things, no more cheesy. And he knows that I am a cheese connoisseur. Mm-hmm. So Brie, <laughs> Brie, when I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm just fine yes. with that. I'm a big fan of Brie as well. So. Yes, yes. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah i'm still a work in progress but each day i'm trying to be one percent better than i was yesterday so Mm. that's all you can do right exactly great mindset yeah that's awesome (laughs) i love it what's the craziest thing you've made um i mean i made that i made a whole chicken which that is like a big feat for me, like actually a whole chicken um, and doing it. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of like Ina Garden videos. Okay. And just a lot of like Gordon Ramsay. And then I just was like really inspired. I'm like, I'm going to make this chicken, like all the ingredients for it. And yeah, it came together. Did you use rosemary? Really well. uh, not rosemary, use thyme, fresh thyme. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
it was really great. And I was super excited about it. I'm like, oh, this turned out so well. So yes. Did you see like, my, oh. my mouth watering? Alex? <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's actually like fresh garlic and lemon. Like you put it in the chicken and it makes some yes. sauce and you have like vegetables under there. So like everything's roasting together. Uh, I, yeah, I'm super happy about it. Like, yeah, I felt so okay. like, I felt like such a foodie at the end of it. It's great. <laughs> right, right. You look like it. He said. Did me he really? Awesome. Uh -huh. See, so you oh, get yeah. food bored and you start wanting to get more creative and yeah. you start, start to looking at magazines and pulling out all your food books, <laughs> cook cookbooks and things that you've never ever looked at. But now I'm like pulling it out and I'm like, okay, oh, I can I do that. I could do that. And do you feel like you're like a master chef? Like yeah. you accomplish that thing. You're just or like you chat like you hear a chef like do something, you're like, well, I would have added this. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I I, I get, like to do it on house parties right? while yeah, people like, are watching me and I'm like putting parsley on and they're like, oh my god. Now I never normally do this, but right now <laughs> now you're a celebrity chef. Yeah. Yes. You should start your own Instagram account. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, too funny. I love it. My thing that I've been working on is my ribs Ooh. during this. Yeah. So I've done just straight up oven ribs and then I've like started them out on the grill and then put them, finish them in the oven. Mm -hmm. So my secret is I do a dry rub and I like liberally like put it on a whole mm -hmm. bunch of brown sugar and then I use this Tony Casher's just Creole seasoning. Love it. Yes. Really? Just half and half. I've never thought of that. It's so good. And then the last like five minutes, I'll just put, you know, like a sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce on it just to kind of, you know, to seal it all in and just get a little sticky, but just like a whole bunch of brown sugar and this Tony Casher's Creole seasoning. Mm -hmm. Do you put the brown sugar on like while, do you brine it or do you just put that while it's on the grill? Um, I just, when I, so I take it out of the fridge, right? And then I make my brown sugar Creole mix and I put like a whole bunch on. I just rub it on both sides and then I just let it sit and get room temperature. Okay. And then I throw it on the grill to get the char. And then I put it in the oven at 300 for like three hours Ooh. or like 325 for like two and a half hours. Okay. Covered? Yes. Okay. Yes, covered is important. Yep. Okay. Ooh, that sounds. Yep, so covered good. in foil. Uh, I think I've been inspired. Right? Yes. Oh, awesome. uh, well, this has yeah. been great, Lakeisha. Thank you so very much. Uh, just every everything you, you shared has been so wonderful and powerful. So thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so very much. Of course. <sighs> All right, so everyone, thank you so much for listening. Okay. Hope you are taking care of yourselves. So. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Very Be important. safe out in these streets. <laughs> yes, you too. And take care of yourself and all your loved ones. You're, it sounds like yes. you already are. They're just Everyone's so lucky to have you, Lakeisha, just as we are lucky to have you here on the podcast today. Bree, thank you for filling my bucket. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Bye, guys. You're welcome. Okay, Anytime. Goodbye. Bye, Lakeisha. Thank you for listening. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, so we appreciate you choosing here together. If you'd like our content, please subscribe and share. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. For more information about Grief's Journey and our services, go to www.griefsjourney.org.